0: Hello welcome to episode 36 of the Wasting Time podcast. I am one of your host Chris. I'm here with my co-host Nick. How's it going Nick? Hello yeah I'm good mate how are you? Yeah not bad not bad our first podcast of 2020 I believe.
1: Yeah happy new year. Okay I guess we did a bit of a, a bit of a wrap up in our last episode of the year didn't we of like 2019? We did yeah. Like yeah so maybe maybe let's look ahead a little bit I guess really do you think?
0: Yeah yeah sounds good sounds good maybe we should tackle yeah okay let's talk about this first um, so Hayley Williams of Paramore's been teasing some new music. Um, Paramore I, to my knowledge I can't remember you and I ever talking about them on this show. Um, what What are your thoughts on that band?
1: Um. yeah yeah, you know, I've kind of listened to it a little bit, um in the past. I like some of the kind of bigger bigger hit tracks and, but you know, never yeah. I wouldn't call myself a a big fan. You know, I'll throw throw some in yeah, the next same, time same
0: time. Yeah, like I I I ne I never really liked them, like when, when they were first coming up on Field by Raymond and I just thought they were just, you know, generic emo punk music that didn't really have the songs and then then they kind of like changed their sound to be just a sort of well a, a pop band and since they've done that I, I i i really like a good handful of their songs she's pretty um, active as well isn't and
1: she pro- she's pretty active yeah, with is, you know yeah. just kind of in general i guess with that you know with or without the band uh, she keeps herself pretty seems yeah to keep herself yeah. pretty relevant
0: yeah and the ba- obviously the band's become so huge over the last decade and like and her and her in herself is just like a big big star Anyway which why, which is why it makes sense that she would be releasing some solo music, and um yeah I'd, I'd be keen to hear what that's like, just because I like the direction she was going in on that last paramore album um and I, you know I think she's just going to become a bigger and bigger star, and I think yeah is she late. still with, kinda cool um, that she kind of originally comes from our world
1: Is she still with Chad from Newfound Glory? are they still together?
0: no they no, they broke up a couple of years oh, ago. Really? <laughs> if if you yeah if you if you actually listen to the the Paramore album that came out in 2017 right. there's there's some lyrics in there that are very clearly about that relationship and So what's the yeah. scoop on that then? Uh, what, how do you mean so the
1: breakup then what was what's the,
0: what's the oh, gossip? Uh, you know they didn't I don't I I don't I don't know if there's any gossip per se What but, was the lyrics? Um, you know if you, if if you it what I well it wasn't an amicable 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 right. uh breakup if you uh if you listen to some of the lyrics I like. Listen to their single Rose Coloured Boy, which sounds to me like it's about him and uh
1: I feel like we need to get the the lyrics up. Rose Coloured yeah, Boy.
0: Yeah. Which is a great song, by the way. Really good Did pop he, song. Did he is he is
1: he has he said anything publicly or within songs or
0: not that I've not, not that I've noticed, you know. Yeah, it seems to have mainly come from from her side.
1: Oh right, okay. Rose colored boy, I I hear you making all that noise about the world you want to see and oh, I'm so annoyed cuz I just killed off what was left of the optimism opt sorry, the optimist in me. But hearts are breaking and wars are raging on and I I've taken my glasses off. You got me nervous. I'm right at the end of my rope. Half empty girl, don't make me laugh, I'll choke. I mean, yeah.
0: You, you get the gist, you know. <laughs>
1: Oh dear, right. Well, there you go.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What other, what other kind of debate? What other pop punk relationships are out there? Is there any other kind of power power couples in the like punk punk world?
0: Yeah, there's been a few in the sort of pop punk world. Like I remember, although although I think again they're not together anymore. There was the All Time Low drummer because like All Time Low are huge and themselves, and then um, he went out with Cassidy Pope who used to sing for Hey Monday but became a big singer herself. Right. That was another one. You had uh, you had uh, Pete Wentz she used to be married to Ashley Simpson. Oh,
1: that's right, yeah. So, well, I guess we'll just see what what love blossoms in in 2020, I guess. Yeah,
0: we will. We will. <laughs> but um I spoke but on the subject of Haley Williams solo music, I think she's been hinting like dropping teasers on her social media, so we'll probably expect something in the next couple of weeks, I'll be curious to see see what, what that's like perhaps we can talk okay. about that on the next show cool. if, if it's out by then cool um, I just wanted to li- li- touch on this quickly because um, you mentioned Joel there um, his, his twin brother had his first child with Cameron Diaz yeah. uh, the other week
1: yeah I saw the post Radix
0: yeah so Radix Madden so congratulations to them sounds like Radish uh, yeah maybe maybe but um, how, how are they getting on Oh, I should hope so. I think they're. Keep, I think in, they're keeping things quite private. Right. They they kind of said that in their Instagram post, which is, which is understandable. When you know, you, of, obviously they're both very famous, but particularly hers. You know, so there'll be a lot of uh, media attention on that. Yeah, so I you, mean, you can't blame them for that. You
1: don't really see. I mean, before obviously they had the, had the baby, you don't really see much of, of them as a couple really in the in the media or the press. Yeah. Yeah, a uh, you, you, little mean, bit more short, yeah, Roland and Nicole. But I think they keep themselves quite. You private.
0: do. You just see the odd paparazzi pictures, and then they they do the odd post on social media. I wonder um, what these couples. And that's though, it, really. You, know, you
1: these couples. How, you know, they kind of met each other and got together at like when at a point where they are both quite famous. So it's not yeah. like you kind of your standard relationship where you kind of just you meet someone. You you date for a while, you you move in together, et cetera, et cetera. Like I wonder yeah. like how much they actually see of each other given their kind of like how how famous they are and, you know, they're obviously their lines of work, you know, kind of yeah, being yeah. all over the place. I like I always been interested and in, to know like in reality how much how much how normal is their relationship and how much like time to yeah. they, they spent together I guess now they've got a, a baby I guess that would be a bit of you know Yeah,
0: and uh, I mean she she's really taken a step back from the limelight I don't think she's done a film yeah. since she's been with him I mean
1: to be fair most recent films have been absolutely horrific anyway talking about like su- getting away from like the super famous people and yeah. actresses anything <laughs> kind of music be- wise it's been a- that's kind of new and on your radar
0: yeah, um, I saw Spanish love songs have got an album out either this month or next month. Um, yeah, they, they had they ages ago. Um, you know, it was like last March or April or something. They 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 released the first single from it, so it's been a while since they put out something. Since then, and they put out another song from it. It's like kick. Um, it's gonna be on called kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be on Pure Noise Records, who who signed them last year. Um, Dylan, mm. the singer, was has been on this show before, uh who was a really cool guest. Um so a little shout out to him. Um yeah did, did you get a chance to listen? Yeah to I it? did man,
1: yeah yeah I really enjoyed it. When's that when's that record out? When's the full full length out? I
0: have to look up while I'm talking to you. Are you are you much of a are you a big fan of theirs at all? Yeah. I'm trying to look out who who who's produced it. It's coming out February the seventh.
1: Okay. But yeah, no, I really really like that track.
0: Yeah. B. Yeah he I, I mean, he really knows how to write a good hook, because you can, you know, like, it's clearly, you know, they're often, and they, you know, they make jokes of it themselves about how influenced by the men singers they are, but, like, I feel like they're a slightly more pop-punk version of the men singers, if that makes sense, you know, Yeah. and that would make sense in terms of the music Dylan listens to, because when he was on our show, he talked about that a lot, like, you know, Mike Herrera's his hero, and... (laughs) Um he had an older brother who's just still obsessed with newfound glory and stuff, so you know he's kind of influenced by that music a lot you know nice
1: yeah'll be keen, to, keen to give that a listen when it when it comes yeah, out br- but yeah, I enjoy it.
0: Brave faces everyone it's called. Right. oh we had we had a, another new anti flag come off their upcoming album twenty twenty Vision did you get a chance to listen to that? It's called the disease
1: uh I don't think I have is that the fourth one they they brought out from new album?
0: Yeah, it's the fourth one. No. It's it it's ace. I love it. Cool. I love uh so of the four songs there was the one that I didn't I, I wasn't I didn't I didn't really like the the one that was a bit harder than the others. I'm gonna look up what it was called. Uh, but the other three I've just loved.
1: Cool. I guess that'll be released before they they hit go on the road in February over here.
0: Oh that's coming out oh mate, that's coming out on Friday. Oh uh, yeah. Well just yeah I saw
1: the other day they've got all their dates in for for the UK so obviously it makes sense that that's released before before then I, are they playing up your way no I think they're maybe Manchester or Leeds is the, the closest um, ok yeah cool look forward to hearing that um, seem to be kind of staying um, in the same kind of bracket as the last the last record anyway Like bit of a yeah poppier kind of um, catchier kind of um kind of style but with you know still with the kind of same um same kind of intent and you know the political kind yeah. of um kind of background
0: which which i think is what both you and i want from this new album because we both really liked that last one didn't we yeah yeah definitely um but yeah so look forward to that anti-flag album coming out on friday uh there was a new song by Nick from Hit the Lights. I don't know if you've heard any of his solo stuff. Haven't though. Uh he calls himself Thief Club. Um if 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 you like Hit the Lights, which I'm pretty sure you do, um you'd like Thief Club. It's, okay. it's you know it's essentially pop punk with Nick from Hit the Lights what, Is it. I mean, acoustic I or be a good does person he actually have like a no, no, a band. Full, full band full band yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, the, yeah, he's got he's got a bit of material because this this is from a Forthcoming EP, and he put out some music. Well, it was a few years ago now, but it's all on Apple Music and Spotify, and uh, it's it's worth checking out, mate. Thief Club. Cool. Um. Oh yeah. So one thing I I was aware um I wasn't aware of that I heard this week was um do, do you know the rapper Vic Menza Who? Um. Yeah, we could, we we're probably going to show our ignorance of of the of the current rap world with this conversation, but I think it's interesting, and you'll you'll see why in a minute. But um, so he he's been a successful rapper for for quite a while. He's done lots of stuff with Chance the Rapper, and you know, so okay. he's big in that world. But he's heavily influenced by a lot of the music we listen to. So last year, he put together a band which is called Ninety Three Punks, and. Uh, released an album which I hadn't heard but I listened to it this week because a single came out this week uh the video which has uh Good Charlotte on it mm-hmm. and he's got another song with Travis Barker on and like Tom Morello's on his record and stuff yeah. and uh um so I listened to it you know I'm not a big rap music guy but I really enjoyed <laughs> some of those songs
1: so I, li- I did listen to a little bit actually
0: oh yeah go on go on
1: and I am, uh, but the thing, this is the thing, right? I am, um, yeah. I do, I you know, I do like my, I say rap music. I like kind of my hip hop, but I like, you know, I like my, my old 90s kind of hip hop. Um, right, yeah. And, you know, there's yeah. this kind of sub-genre, sub, sub-genre of, like, rap, like, that's come about and developed in the last five years. Um, yeah. Which I just can't, I just can't get on board with, you know, and I guess... You know Drake's kind of start, the, started started to spark that. I don't know if it's got yeah, a name. Yeah. I don't know if it's got a name or or. A...
0: Well, he's got different brands again. You know, I'm not by far oh, just... from an expert on this stuff, but you have got like mumble rap, which uh, yeah. which he's actually having to go out on the first song on this on See, this album. I
1: just I just can't abide it. I you know I like yeah. my I like my old school '90s kind of stuff, and for me. <laughs> I mean you in a, you know this isn't the first time I heard it I think this you know they are seeing, seeing more and more of this crossover now aren't we and I suppose yeah, the Machine well, the- Gun Kelly and Young Blood kind of stuff kind of yeah kind of works with that and I suppose we've seen it maybe not so much in the punk scene but you know you've seen it done you know 10 years ago with I guess the likes Jay-Z and Linkin Park and that kind of rap to rock kind of crossover um
0: but there's a big there's a big um, genre that's kind of emerged that's like emo rap, which I didn't see uh, coming because a lot of these like really young kids, uh, like listen to Fallout Boy when they were in when they were when they were kids, basically, you know, and uh, it's it it's you know to the extent like epitaph assigning signing artists yeah. who, who who make this kind of music and stuff. I've seen um, Finn McKenty who who is the punk rock NBA on YouTube who has videos about you know different subjects that that you know they're, they're really worth checking out if anyone doesn't watch them yeah. already but he did a video on this and it was it was really interesting you know just talking about how it came up, how it came about and stuff and you know i suppose this links back to the fact that that, that that guy who passed away recently you know we talked about it on the show how yellow card was suing him for 15 million dollars yeah. because he allegedly stolen one of their melodies and and like a lot of and he he's done some stuff with blink 182 and like there's it, it, it's this—it's this strange subgenre that's kind of emerged the last few years, you know. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it's not for me. I mean, there's bits and pieces that I entertain, but I think it's—I think it's when it's become come from a more organic place, um, yeah. rather than this kind of a rap artist has decided to kind of collaborate with, you know, and work in the kind of, you know, and to kind of divert into into the the punk punk rock scene. Um, yeah, I, I, quite, I don't think I'm ever going to... Have you ever heard Go of that on, kid called uh, Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers? That's supposed to be have, like not. emo rap. Um, oh, right, yeah. And it's kind of more like spoken word, but like with a kind of angst to it. Um, I quite like that. Um, but yeah, okay, just... I think it's more, that is more, uh, I don't know, I think it's kind of come from a bit more of an organic place rather than this kind right. of... Kind of crossover, yeah, yeah. um And for me, it's just this, this, this latest style of rap. I just, I just, I just can't, can't stand it.
0: <laughs> well, uh, uh, but, but some of this emo rap, I'm, I'm never going to be into it. But I, I, I can, I can tolerate it more than I can the kind of rap, like certainly the mumble rap and all that nonsense. But because it's weird, like, because some of the melodies are like the kind of melodies I enjoy in the music I listen to, you know, and they're, they and it's the same melodies, but it's just in such a different way because you've got the auto tune vocals and mm. and it's over the beats instead of the drums, you know, um, you know, and whether it will last is another question. And
1: it's strange, though, isn't it? Like, you know, because you've never, you yourself have never been into that genre, kind of historically, yeah, never, you know. But actually, for for you you kind of you, you're more I guess you you kind of entertain this new I guess this new kind of cross genre I guess music now rather than yeah and you don't you know you don't have anything to kind of reflect it on and you're not like well you know this is what it should and it shouldn't be based on kind of right yeah kind yeah. of any anything you've liked from from days gone by I guess in, in, in that genre but yeah, yeah, we're seeing more yeah. and more of it now and I think... I, I guess it, the the difficulty for, for, for artists these days is kind of being bringing something new to the table and bringing something fresh. And I think a lot of our guests have talked about it, haven't they, really, in terms of, yeah, you know, kind of not putting yourself in a box anymore and I guess as you get older, you, you're kind of very attached to, I guess, a, a certain genre and actually as you grow older you kind of you start to experiment with 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 other music and um and we you know have we talked about it with i think a few few people haven't we where kind of young younger people now grow up in they don't grow up in a in a in a world where they're kind of forced to kind of pigeonhole themselves and put them in a in a in a kind of into a category or a genre um you know music now to has been noted a few times yeah yeah. music now is like so so accessible to like young people yeah um so it feels like I mean I sound like a right old cunt here but (laughs) 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 it's like you know you literally music is so accessible to kind of young people now and if you like being young and into music you're kind of I think now there's more freedom just to to explore and um you know you're either kind of into musical you're not into music and you know when if you are then you've got this whole world that's at your fingertips and um yeah y- you know and i guess that's maybe why we're seeing more of this this crossover from historically two genres that were so far up ap- far apart um right coming right together i guess Do you think
0: really, it's a good thing
1: well, I don't like it, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, that's just kind of I think that's that's where we are now and it's yeah. It's it I think it's what what is almost needed for 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 new artists now because because everything has been done, I guess really, and it's what's what's new and what's different and what's exciting. Um it's not something I'd probably ever be into, but um I suppose that's that's just the way music has kind of developed, I guess now. I tell you what, I did hear over yeah, Christmas yeah. talking about crossovers. Oh yeah, go on. Sting and Shaggy. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I I haven't really heard any of their stuff, but I remember. Yeah, they were on Sunday brunch, <laughs> and this was I think year before last to you know as there, as two buddies who who worked together and like yeah, I was quite I suppose, surprised. I, know, by that. I suppose and,
1: Sting has like got a little bit of a reggae kind of kind of vibe to yeah, him like yeah in terms of his music but yeah it's a bit of an odd pairing and they I, I heard it on like a like a christmas music compilation thing and it was like a version of silent night that they're done together
0: um, oh, okay. <laughs> how was it it was i fucking loved it <laughs> but I, I remember when go on sorry yeah,
1: i mean i like i like my kind of reggae kind of music anyways so yeah there you
0: go. yeah yeah <laughs> I remember when when they were on Sunday brunch, they uh they were banging on like so Sting was banging on about this drink that Shaggy had introduced him to, where it's just dead simple. You just a bit of gin and and top about you know that that soft drink ting. No, you ever see that? It's like Caribbean soda, basically.
1: Right, it's like fruit eel.
0: It's kind. Of, it's a bit. It's yeah. It tastes a bit like Lilt, basically. <laughs> but you see it. You can see it in supermarkets and stuff. But like, I was like, oh okay. I tried it. It was, it was terrible.
1: It was terrible.
0: It was terrible. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, yeah speak, speaking of people you don't expect seeing together, like this, this is nothing to do with music, but you reminded me of this. I saw this on Christmas. There was a, a, a friend sent this to me. It was uh, um, Ice T and the actor who plays Boise in Only Fools and Horses having a bit of a love fest, te- uh, tweeting each other back and forth. Random. <laughs> I was so random. Someone tweeted at Ice T said, How do you know Boise? And he just replied, He was like, Because I live on planet Earth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ice T's a fan of yeah, eh? I
0: love the uh, Yeah, I love the randomness of that. Um uh, going back to like uh upcoming music, just wanna quickly mention we've got the new Mest album coming out on Friday, I think. So that wanna be of interest to you and me. Yeah. Yeah. They they've released quite a few songs from that now. Have you have you listened to them all?
1: Um probably not all of them. Listened to a couple. Um yeah, keen to keen to hear what the album sounds like. Wasn't really blown off my seat um from what they have released, but
0: Yeah. yeah. I th- I still think this the, the title track was the best best one I've heard. That that first one, Masquerade. What's that called? Uh Masquerade. Alright, oh, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, we'll see what they have to do. I, they also, they also tour back over here, don't they? Because they cancelled their um, UK
0: tour last oh, year. Oh yeah, that's right. They were supposed to come last Easter. I'm yeah, sure Tony that's did that's say that when that we happened. spoke to him that he's kind of we did talk trying about to line, it, yeah. line,
1: a, yeah. line something back up again. But.
0: Um, oh, also, I saw uh, Bleachers putting out a new album this year. Do you like do you like uh, Jack Antonoff stuff with Bleachers?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they got got a new album. Did you say?
0: Yeah, it's, well, he he he's just announced that one will come this year. Oh, nice. He seems to do one every three years because okay. the last one was 2017, and I just think he's an amazing songwriter, and I I love those last two Bleachers albums. Yeah,
1: did you ever um, listen to the um, unplugged thing he did, the unplugged? Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was great. It was great. Um, and I I think he's interesting as a producer. Like I I really, you know, I don't love everything he does. Like he did Lana Del Rey this year, I wasn't. I mean that it, that just wasn't for me. But I really liked his Taylor Swift album that he worked on. Yeah, yeah, he's doing,
1: doing um, well for him. I don't know yeah.
0: how you feel about either of those. Uh,
1: I'd re- I'd really like to. I mean, sorry, Lucy listens yeah. to a bit of Taylor, Taylor Swift, and you know, I'll, I'll I'll enjoy enjoy a little bit from time to time. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lana, I've never liked Lana Lana Del Rey. Just just ugh, it's yeah, just boring.
0: Yeah, that's that's right. why I found I'd never listened. I ov- obviously I was aware of her, but I'd, I'd never listened. And I, you know, given that he'd worked on that, I, I was quite curious. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't for me. I found I, I did find it quite dull. Yeah. No, um, yeah. I'd really love it to see him do like the, if Blink do another album. I'd love to see them do it with someone like him. I think that could be really interesting. Really? Yeah, or if he just worked from. With, from work with a band from from our genre because he's kind of from this world anyway himself you know originally been from on drive through records and stuff but steel so, train uh, weren't really drive through though were they like
1: no <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah they that's weren't true. typically but, like, i
0: listen <laughs> but i listened to him on mark marin a few years back and he was talking about you know growing up and stuff so before steel train he was in like emo bands and punk bands and stuff yeah.
1: you know they do um, have you ever watched the tiny do you ever watch a tiny desk series it's a YouTube series uh,
0: is that a YouTube no no I'm I'm not sure I have um, yeah
1: they do a tiny desk thing I think I don't know if it's a label or what look it up on YouTube um, okay Taylor Swift's done one as well actually
0: oh it's an M- it's an NPR thing I see yeah ah, okay
1: yeah uh, and they just do like get loads of pretty big artists in and like do like yeah like stripped, stripped down, stripped down sets. Um, yeah, so Bleachers did one of them that's, that's really good.
0: Oh, cool. Give it a listen. Um, did, did you have anything else that that you want, wanted to talk about that's coming up or has happened recently? Not
1: really. No, I've been pretty busy, so a bit, bit out of touch. My, I have. I have got a new a bit of a new resolution to try and actually get to some gigs this year. Um, okay.
0: Hopefully, starting with the Menzingers. I'm out. It. I'm out of town when they play London. Annoyingly. Are, Are you going
1: to go to the Anti Flag
0: yeah. show or not? Yeah, I might do. It's on February fourth. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a Tuesday. Yeah, I could. I could make that one happen. As now,
1: it stands, I I've, just, I've decided not to bother with Slam Dunk this year.
0: Just, I've just not.
1: Yeah, same, mate. Just, same. I was just thinking about the, the lineup. Just so underwhelming for me at the moment.
0: Because you had like Sum Forty One and Don Brocco headlining, didn't you? Yeah,
1: like Sum Forty One headlining, like, like as you know, as as big as they have been in the past. It's not really like your headliner for Slam Dunk, is it, surely? Like they're they're not <laughs> particularly relevant these days, and haven't been for a long, long time. Oh, I don't. I know they've kind of yeah, kind no, of come back out a little bit. They, they still the last...
0: get a lot of love in this world.
1: Well, yeah, and deservedly deservedly so, but headline off for Slam Dunk? Like you bit your main act? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you know, they should definitely get, you know, a big stage slot at Slam Dunk. You know, I wouldn't disagree with you there. Yeah. But it's not it's not an inspiring um kind of headliner book, headline booking, is it really? Her. we still need to try and get um, we still need to try and get what's the guitar player called the Asian Asian guitar player
0: oh Dave Brown sound. We,
1: we need to get him on here isn't he married to Jordy
0: oh yeah yeah is he
1: oh he's got he's got some no, yeah. no, no I know what it is he's a massive Newcastle United fan
0: oh is he okay yeah. okay
1: so he can come on yeah, and we can, can try and we hook can him we can piss in you that. off and talk about yeah. talk about football for for a while <laughs> Just like when we um, talked about football with Vinny, and you like really didn't have much to comment. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just kind of sat there for a little bit. I'm like, unless we're talking about nineties football, then I'm kind of, kind of a bit lost. <laughs> um, okay, mate. Shall we maybe get into this week's guest? Yeah. Unless there's anything else you wanna. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So this week we spoke to uh, uh, Craig, who's the bassist and vocalist in. The New York band Coldrex, um, who've kind of been making some waves yeah, uh, over in the states a little bit in the punk scene and the fest scene, he's he's very familiar with the with the fe- with, uh, fest and you know the kind of scene that comes out of that. Um, so he was kind enough to talk to us on the the first Saturday in January. Um, yeah, so here it is. Okay, so we are joined today by uh, Craig from the band Cold Rex. How's it going, man?
2: Hey, going pretty good. It's a Saturday, so that's nice. Nice. Um,
0: Can I just check real quick, because I know in the States, like the Mm -hmm. pronunciation of your name varies from the UK. So when I say Craig, is that how you would say it, or is it... Or is it I say different?
2: Craig, but I'm from Long Island, and right. our <laughs> pronunciations are like lacked out. Like, there's a couple of things where I've like self-corrected over the years. Like, I say I'll say right. horrible, but that's not my. If I'm like surprised, I'll be like, "Oh my god, that's horrible." <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I I always I always noticed generally the American pronunciation of, of well what we say is Craig is is Craig. So uh, yeah, just like <laughs> I didn't
1: I didn't even know that, dude. Yeah, yeah. little
0: little, little uh, fun fact for you, Nick. Cool. Um, yeah. So, so how's it go? So Saturday afternoon, as we speak. Um, well, yeah. ha, how's it going, man? How, how's uh, well? Firstly, Happy New Year. And, Happy New Year. Uh, and how? Uh, thank you. How was the How the holidays? What What did what, you get up to?
2: Well, um, I don't know if you guys know, but for every year for Hanukkah, um, Coldrex does something called matanica Our lead guitar player's name Matan. Um, so for each like night of Hanukkah, we release like a new thing. So November and December okay. is usually like a scramble to do like cover songs and like music videos and so so doing doing stuff like that. I also spent um, like the week of Christmas in Missouri with my girlfriend and her family. Hey, but but you
1: you you're currently based in Brooklyn, right? Is that are all you guys from 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 that
2: area or? yeah um so uh the band is me uh cj and matan and uh and cj are from the same hometown as me on long island we're from a town called comac and matan um he's actually like uh he's from israel but he came here pretty young as a kid so he grew up and then the rest of us uh we were all living in brooklyn and me and cj technically live in queens right now it's like right on the border because like a lot of the shows we play are in bushwick in brooklyn and like ridgewood's like a neighborhood over so that's where we live now
1: cool cool so i, I mean i guess looking back at uh, 2019 i guess would mm-hmm. be a good, good place to start um because i guess it was a, uh i guess some milestones for you guys uh last year with 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 the album could could mm-hmm. be okay this could be okay last year um mm-hmm. how, i mean how how was how was your year i guess really because you did quite a lot of shows after after releasing that
2: right over over that way Oh yeah. Uh, plenty of shows. Yeah. We put out the album, um, May, uh, 2019 called this could be okay. We started recording it at the end of uh, 2018. And yeah. I think we finished recording in 2018 and then we spent a good amount of 2019 mixing, which is my least favorite part of making a record. Cause it's just a band. Like, right. do you hear that? There's like a fuzz. There's like a crinkle for like one <laughs> second in the drums. Do you hear yeah. that? You're like, I don't hear it. <laughs> um, but uh, I think the all the work paid off and then uh yeah, we put it out in May, which is great. It's always fun to share your records with people. And then uh we did a week long tour in June. We hit up the Midwest, the East Coast. Um that was cool. And then we got to play Fest.
0: Nice. Yeah. And how how many times have you played Fest now? Um
2: that's a good question. I think Oh, Cold Rex we've played it three times. Okay
1: okay so i guess uh, is there a story behind that in terms of uh, i guess in the, another another band you were you were kicking about,
2: kicking about well with now um, i play in two bands now um i also play bass in a band called answering machine um and they've played fest the past two years but um i used to play in a band called freya wilcox and the howl with uh cj our drummer and i think Ooh. we played fest with freya once and then, um, before we were Coldrex, we all played into a, a ska band called Eli Whitney and the Sound Machine, and we got to play Fest one time. So I always really liked that I got into the Fest group, like still with my ska band.
1: I mean, how, how did that initially come about then in terms of kind of making those connections and getting that first kind of, uh, booking with, in Fest as a, as a, was a, a way in or, <laughs> uh,
2: Fest is interesting. It's my favorite music festival by, uh, definitely. But, uh, like they used to accept applications like okay. fest nine i think was the last year they did that and i filled one out and it was like really silly they're like write down like references of other people in punk bands and i was like kind of bsing a bit <laughs> to try to make myself seem cooler than i was like oh i kind of know yeah. this guy in this band and we yeah. uh, did not get on that year uh, <laughs> but yeah we had the email for like we asked for like five years um until like they were finally like okay there was like the year before we pl- it's like fest 14 was the one that eli whitney got to play um, but Fest thirteen, they were okay. like maybe this venue might close, and then we won't have like a ska stage. And I guess it didn't work out. And then twenty fourteen, we got to play or Fest fourteen. Excuse me, Fest is like a year behind, I think. So that was twenty.
0: Yeah, it's the year. It, yeah, it's like the number below, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so now so now you kind of uh, established uh, acts in one way or another playing there. So if, like you know, I, I I have a lot of friends who go over and play. Play fest or, or, or attend fest. Presume have you made like a, a friends from over our way from your from your times at fest?
2: Yeah, um, actually, just going to fest. Like um, Vizzy's first fest was Fest Ten, and my first fest was Fest yeah. Eleven. But just by going, we we made friends all over the country and the world. So I don't think we would have been able to tour if we hadn't like built up a network of people. Just like meeting them in the registration line at fest, like Fest Eleven. Um so that was really cool. But uh am trying to think UK who I've met I met um the uh I've been talking with the dude from the run up and they put out a record recently Oh it's yeah. like, super super yeah. good. Um, I saw the band Fresh. Uh, I didn't know them. My girlfriend wanted to see them. I was really impressed with their set.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't, I, I know of them. I don't know too much about them. What what yeah. what kind of sound do they have? How who would you compare them to?
2: Um it's kind of this is like I think a thing going on right now in punk rock where it's kind of like indie rock. Um, like yeah, in terms okay. of like maybe like the, the music is like the structure's not so crazy it's more mid-tempo but like the energy and the raw emotion are there so it's like you know just like bass drums guitar um, and a woman singing and she just like kills it like at one point she's just like screaming you know the kind of scream where like this wasn't like practiced this is just how you feel and I, I was really into it so what um I
1: guess what, what what are the plans for for 2020 now then really for you guys have you got you got much lined up um, I guess shows, show wise, any tours or anything.
2: I mean, yeah. it sounds like you you juggle a couple of projects as well. So uh. we we have a um. We'll probably put out like two or three singles in 2020. Um, kind of like this could be okay B sides, like stuff that like songs we all really liked, okay. but you know, like like you don't want to necessarily put everything on a record. These are just all the songs we had, and then you want to just like arrange it in a way where like the record makes the most sense. So we have a few songs left over from that recording session. At the uh, end of February, we're going to do a couple, like, weekend dates, um, like, in, like, the, the Northeast and on the East Coast with, uh, yeah, have you heard of that. The Eradicator?
0: Um, only, only from seeing that you guys are playing <laughs>
2: with them. Um, so, so, no, no, what, 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 what's the deal with them? What, what oh, it's a like? whole thing. I love it. Uh, it's, like, it's kind of more performance art, but it's, uh, okay. there's a, a skit, you know, the, the 90s skit show, The Kids in the Hall? I know of
0: it. I've, I've never really, never really seen it. I think it really yeah. its way this gotcha. way.
2: Yeah, uh, it was a skit show. I think they are all Canadian. Um, yeah. But there's this one skit called The Eradicator about this dude who wears a like a ski mask and plays squash and takes his squash league very seriously. Uh, squash is kind of like racquetball or like sort of like tennis. You have like a racket. Yeah. Um, and the skit's not good. It's not funny. You watch it and you're like, all right, they're trying a thing. And this dude, Andy, who's like the sweetest man ever, who lives in Chicago? He made an entire hardcore band and has put out two full length albums, just like as this character, the Eradicator.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, okay.
2: Like he plays like the like the hit Brooklyn shows, and like all the, like the hit people in Brooklyn love it. Like everyone just loves it. It's the coolest thing. I think I was at Pooza Fest one year up in Montreal, and I literally like left seeing Pup early to go watch the Eradicator. Yeah. So we're gonna. Um, yeah, he he's doing like a lot of touring where like his backing band's always different like on his first album i think direct hit is his backing band yeah so um yeah we're gonna be his backing band for um like all the dates we're playing with him which is exciting so i have to learn all, oh, nice. all these eradicator yeah. songs yeah we're in his most yeah. recent music video as his backing band
1: so 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 what will you do then just open with your own set and then just basically
2: yeah exactly so we're gonna play a full cold rec set and then a full eradicator set and then i'm just gonna die yeah <laughs> <laughs> how,
1: how many how many of
2: those shows are you gonna be doing I think there's like five or six yeah um and then um yeah so we're doing those and then in march we haven't announced anything yet but we're planning a, a west coast tour so keep an eye out for that cool okay have you, have you You haven't done much over on the west coast yet right uh no uh well uh so me and cj used to play in a band called freya wilcox in the hall which is like this blues punk kind of band that was really cool and we did a west coast run one time um but yeah Coldrex has never been out there are you aware of much of a following that you guys have have out there uh well, because of fest you kind of have like fans all over the place When oh, you okay. play music festivals yeah, you get fans yeah. from like all over which is cool um and we're gonna do the whole thing with like a band from out there that tours a lot so oh okay but but but
0: that is yet to be
2: announced there's it okay yeah okay' trying get probably it okay you. to talk about it, but I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean
1: I, I guess it's all it's it's all been quite engineered quite DIY anyway for you guys in terms of getting over there i think uh I don't know I guess keen to understand what it's like over in America obviously UK is so, so such a small base kind mm. of DIy scene can kind of flourish quite quite easily and you can get get from city to city you know you can cover the whole whole country um, you know in a, in a day or two you know um so i mean how does that work kind of over your way and i guess in terms of the scene in brooklyn but actually kind of br- branching out you say you've kind of you've you've you've
2: done a lot down the east coast but um uh, i mean how does that play out in terms of going further and wider you're right America's so big and it's so annoying to get places um i actually just drove back from missouri um last week so yeah as you said yeah. brisk yeah a brisk 18 hour drive yeah fucking hell yeah yeah. we broke it up into two days but it was like miserable um, yeah yeah uh,
1: but do you use like booking agents mm-hmm. or are you just re- really just kind of organizing shows through like bands you've met on fest and friends and I mean is it still very much a, a DIY, DIY as you go further and wider uh I, gotcha. I across yeah. the country yeah
2: yeah, network like meeting people at music music festivals has definitely been like the biggest help ever. Um, Vizzy, our uh, the other so like I do lead vocals and write half the songs, and Vizzy does lead vocals and writes the other half of the sure. songs. Um, I'm kind of glad that we like we got the experience of being in this like punky ska band before we were Cold Rex. because I think we like learned how to be a band under a lot of different situations and how to do everything. And Vizzy's kind of like our manager, like he's in the band, but he like does all of that stuff. Like he books, I uh, books uh, like a lot of the local shows. Um, but he books all the tours, like puts a lot of work into it. He gets us on all the festivals, um, okay. like handles distributing all of our music. So it, but essentially like, so like the fest scene, like does extend to like certain places, but other places, like you kind of have to know people or you kind of just like guess, like, or you just get any show you can. And, and it's, it's kind of like, it's a gamble. So sometimes like, yeah. I dunno, I had this very, uh, idealistic view of like when we were getting ready to do our first tour ever. I saw the band uh, Dead to Me open for Against Me. Oh yeah, I was talking to yeah, nice. and I was talking to it was like the White Crosses tour, I think, and I was talking to oh, okay, okay, yeah, it was years ago. I was talking to like Chicken from Dead to Me, and I was like, I'm going on my first yeah. tour ever. Do you have any advice? And he was like, Yes, drink water and like don't have any expectations, because in my head I'm like every show of like a touring bands are legit and every show of tour is going to be amazing. And then I think that like it's, you even see it in like punks like punk songs now people talk about like just how like there's a lot of empty shows on tour or like you don't really know what you're gonna get lucky for us like we can't we don't tour like a super like usually we do one or two a year um and when we do like we usually hit up areas we've been before where we have friends so we've actually been pretty okay. lucky
1: with that cool i guess are, uh, any ambitions to then to i guess get across to europe at any point or?
2: um here's what i can say um i'm planning to do like a solo record next okay. year of like mostly cold okay. rec songs but just like yeah just like uh there's like i've played in like a lot of bands over the years and i've written songs for most of them and i kind of want to reclaim a lot of those so i'm going to do like kind of like an acoustic but like with some like trumpets and glockenspiel and stuff like that kind of record um i'm gonna record that and then maybe i'll be in europe in the <laughs> exactly. summer i don't know <laughs> Nice. What, what's, what's, like, um, your your full-time job? Like,
0: um, you ha- how's it with uh, balancing the band with that? I mean, what, what kind of line of work are you in?
2: It, I think, like, when we were younger, like, there was, I was always I really stressed out with jobs because I was always, like, I want to tour, yeah. but I also, like, need to work because, like, after you sure. hit 26 in the States, like, you have to get your own health insurance. Health insurance here is, like, crazy. Like, it's based sure, on, like, your yeah. employer, but, like, unemployed people also have health problems. So... Um, I work at like a, a technology startup that's um, like gives us some limited time off that I don't like truthfully don't really like abuse or anything, but it just, okay. I, I don't get stressed out because I know if I need time off, I can have it.
0: Like, if you don't mind me asking the personal mm-hmm. question, how old are you guys?
2: I'm the oldest, which everyone likes to remind me okay. of. Um, I'm <laughs> okay. 31. I just turned 31. Okay. Uh, okay. I think Matan's the youngest at like 20, I think he's 26 now. He might be 25. Is he six years younger than me? Oh, my God.
0: Well, you guys are still at kind of an age where I'd say it's acceptable to, like, you know, kind of push the band as much. Not that it's not acceptable, like, once you really get into your 30s, but it's interesting, you know, just talking to the bands and, like, you know, how much time they put into it as as they get older, you know?
2: Yeah, and I think there's, like, perceptions of, like, it's easy to do both or balance them, but there's a None More Black song where, like, he has the lyric of, like, double working. That's exactly what we're doing. And it really is, like, you work all day, you're tired, yeah. and you go to band practice for two hours, and yeah. if you have a couple of beers, maybe you're too tired to have a couple of beers. And like twice a week, I have band practice because I'm in two bands. So, and then like yeah, if you have yeah, a, I have two fun. shows a month usually if I'm not like touring. So there's the, and then you go to shows on top of that. So sometimes I just want to come home and not talk to anybody.
1: Yeah, well <laughs> I suppose sort of part of that as well in terms of the music becomes a bit of a bit of therapy and a bit of kind of you know getting away from all that shit really isn't it? And I guess everyone have. You know we live in kind of such a stressful world now in terms of jobs and how hard hard, you know people have to work it's you know it's important that people have things like music and hobbies and sports to actually come away from it and and uh, Mm -hmm. you know detach detach themselves and kind of do what they enjoy i guess really
2: yeah definitely one of the big things i love about music is that it does like as you get older like forces you to like like have friends and be social and go out Sometimes I have music friends who are like, I want to hang out outside of shows. And I'm like, me too. But like we hang out at shows and that's a big part of why I go to them.
1: Cool. So what kind of, what kind of shows do you go to personally then? Is it mainly punk stuff or have you got a bit of a, bit, a, bit of a range, range yeah, of music? Yeah, DIY
2: right now is like, it's like a confusing term because you, DIY could really mean any kind of music, but I think there is a certain vibe. Um, I definitely prefer like small shows in my old age, um, like the kind of shows I would play. Cause yeah. I feel like, I don't yeah. know, it's like more important that you're there and like there's like X amount of people there supporting like all these local bands and I think there's a lot of really, really great small bands making really cool art um, and it's like it's, it's like so cool also when your friends put out EPs and albums and you listen to them and you're like, this is awesome. Like we don't, you know, like you don't need like necessarily like to only listen to bigger bands. Like there's people around you making really cool art and really cool music and like it's different when you could like hang out and talk to them. Like that song is great and you could like talk to them about like why they wrote it or like how their new record is going, stuff like that.
0: On, on that subject, who mm-hmm. out of your peers, who, who would
2: you recommend right now? Okay, that, so know, I the think the a lot of- Not on our radar. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of great music in Brooklyn right now. Um, okay. Nervous Nervous Dater is a big one. A lot of people like them. Um, good Looking Friends also, like what they put out an album a few years ago that's really, really good. I know they're working on a new one. Um, Ellen and the Degenerates put out an album this year and then broke up. <laughs> Um, There's a band called Foxy Dads, where uh, the woman used to do like a lot of our art, and I've like filled in once or twice, I'm trying to think of other Brooklyn bands now. Uh, Awful Din are really cool, they have a lot of really good songs. Uh, Warren Britt is a, uh, like a hip-hop act, but he comes to like all of our shows, and he's like the nicest guy, um, so like he'll, he'll play some of our shows sometimes, and he's like got like a great energy and he has some really great songs. Um, also, oh, also, I play an answering machine. Um, you could check out answering machine. We have an album coming oh, yeah. out. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have an album coming out this year, and and we'll probably be playing. It's nice that like I play in two bands in the same scene because, yeah. like, I'm already at the festival. You know, do you have like a goal for for either of those bands, or you kind of happy
0: at the level they're at, or would you like to see it grow to where you it, it you know you kind of doing them? It's taking up a bit more of your time, and you're touring a bit more. Or are you kind of happy at the level it's currently at?
2: I'm kind of happy the level it's currently at. Like, I do have some friends who tore more, and like, I just see how hard it can be. Like, they lose their jobs. Like, you come home, like now you don't have health insurance, or you do, but it's really expensive, and you're in a spot where you don't have money. Um, it's definitely tough to push the DIY thing, and even if you do have like a lot of buzz and success, like that doesn't necessarily translate into any kind of financial stability, which is which is really tough as you get older, I think. So. I don't know. I feel really like lucky and privileged to just be able to play the festivals that I play, to put out the records I get to put out. Um, like Cold Rex doesn't really do anything with labels; like we do everything ourselves, which is which is really nice. Like, and do, it, it's yeah. like,
1: mm-hmm. do, 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 would you would you plan to keep it that way? I guess. I mean, if if I guess offers did come along, would would you listen to them, or are you you keen just to kind of keep keep everything DIY and kind of self released and, and and what have you?
2: I think Cold would keep self releasing, and it's because like we don't we don't really need a label to do anything we want to do. Like we put out this could be okay on vinyl by ourselves. Like we paid uh McKayla, Michaela Jane Palmero did all of the art for that record, and she's she's really really good. Um, so yeah, she did all art for that. Like busy organized ordering everything. Like if you work a full time job, then you could probably afford um, to put out like, I don't you know, no judgment on anyone's situation, but you could probably afford to put out the vinyl yourself. Like, I think pressing it costs like around $1,700 for 250 copies. Um, mm-hmm. So like, that's like not like unattainable for a lot of people. And then like, you know, it, it's also expensive to record a record. But like uh, I think that like, in terms of what labels do now anyway, like if a label is interested in you and they want to put support behind you, I think that could make sense. But if you're like asking labels, then you're probably not their first priority because like you were putting your stuff out to them. And I feel like it could be a headache. You're on their release schedule. Like maybe you disagree on certain things. It really depends. Um, Just curious a little bit
0: about um, like growing up in in the New York area, what that was like for you. And like, you know, what was the first music you got into because you know I'd be curious to see like how that compares to us because like you're a little bit younger than us but not that much we're kind of around the mm-hmm. same age so like yeah just like I guess like what were your first sort of musical experiences and then that kind of thing
2: yeah I think in 2005 me and busy both had our parents take us to see Blue Oyster Cult at some big venue on Long Island um, all right okay <laughs> that was that was interesting but that wasn't like my first formative music experience Um my first formative music experience I think I was 16 And it was like a show in a church where there was like, I think there must have been like 15 bands, like some venue bailed on some like tour and like they just last minute combined all these like shows together, which now is like a nightmare to me. But like when I was 16, I was like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened. And it was like screamo bands and ska bands and like acoustic acts. And like I still like like got to like play and see those bands for years after the fact. But the band that really stuck out to me was a band called the Homecoming Queens. And they were like the ska band. They're like a little serious, but like a little silly. And over time, decided to be more serious. But they kind of like straight yeah. like manifesto type vibes. Were like a really really tight. Like one of the horn or players, type. like why not? Like yeah, one, like one of the trombone players is like a famous trombone player now. Like he's like played with like Taylor Swift and Elvis Costello and like the Roots. and <laughs> wow. So we're like, yeah, it's funny because when we were younger, he was always just like a little better than everybody else, <laughs> and then he got like a lot better <laughs> than everybody else. Uh, so he's, that's yeah. really cool uh but yeah that was like i'm like it, i don't know i got really excited and i'm like these guys are like my age and if they could do it i feel like i can do it and this seems really cool so my first band actually Vizzy, the other singer guitar player and in, in our band like he was in my first band in high school yeah um i went i asked him like i knew like I, I just asked anyone i knew who played an instrument and we me and Vizzy, started our first ever band he just sang and it was like not very good but you got to start somewhere
0: <laughs> what what kind of style would that be? been
2: uh, jeez. uh, just like Rocky kind of stuff. We did a lot of Oasis covers cause one of the guitar players loved Oasis. And because of that, I kind of hate Oasis now, <laughs> cause I was like forced to like play Wonderwall unironically. And it's kind of hard to get over that. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't envy you there. Yeah. Wow. Well. <laughs> uh, so we, we did that. Um, we like covered like slither by velvet revolver and it's how I started writing songs and the songs I wrote back then were like not good at all. They were just very silly, and I didn't really know how to write or play music, but I I just like played bass, and I would try to write songs, and then like that band fell apart, but like I kept busy, and I like learned how to play drums, and like we had like another high school band that like still was not good, but like the end of high school, I started writing songs about my feelings. Like I felt like I needed an outlet, Um, and I was like into it, and then people liked those songs. I just kind of kept leaning into that, and that's kind of... Uh, and then me and Vizzy started our ska band in like 2008 or nine. We started practicing as Eli Whitney and the Sound Machine, which if you've ever wanted okay. to hear ska Coldrex, there you go. Uh, but we did that for like a long time. I think until Coldrex started 2016. So from 2009 to 2016, we like wrote these like ska songs and like put out two albums and did like a lot of touring and played fest and Pooza Fest. Um, and like uh, CJ was always the drummer for that band, and he's still the drummer in Coldrex. Um, we had like. Four or five horn players at one point but the thing with horn players is they they start to like move away and get married and stuff um so we're still friends with them but they all kind of just like moved away um yeah and then we just like i think this happens to most people at some point you stop writing ska songs There there's a time to write ska and then i just we, like so we put out this ep that we re-released is uh Cold Rex called tiny refuge and it's just at that point matan was playing trombone and guitar in our band and it was just the four of us and we really recorded this EP and we're like, this is, it seems like, it felt like a new different thing. Like we have moved on, we have a new thing we're doing. Um, so yeah, we, we just, we're like, we're gonna make a new album, we're gonna be a new band. We spent like eight months probably debating a new band name. We're really bad at coming up with good band names. Obviously Eli Whitney and the Sound Machine is like a, a really terrible band name um, for a lot of reasons. We're really good at coming up with bad band names. Hey well
0: um Nick and I back in the day used to play in a band called First Time so we can relate to it. we can relate to that <laughs> First Time it's, it's got, like foot bottoms yeah. kind of vibes uh,
1: I think I think every, everyone yeah. expects some some major story behind like how a band name came together when the reality is I think for a lot of bands is it's just just the band members sitting in a room Throwing different random ideas out And <laughs> seeing which one lands the best you know?
2: It's just whatever the least Bad idea you have is at the time Like that's <laughs> totally. what it is And then I think the hope is that the band Gets good enough that no one cares about the fact that The name's kind of exactly. stupid yeah, Like the Hives, yeah. like if I just heard the Hives In a vacuum I'd be like this band name's Disgusting but then the band's so good <laughs> you don't Care about the name or like the Strokes Like that's a weird, that's like a really weird Name <laughs> Or like Fun like, imagine calling your band Fun, you know? Like, <laughs> what's that about? <laughs> but then they started putting out these, like, they were a band for a long time before they got big, too. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. Yeah, like, so Coldrex, the the other name we were thinking of is Keep Sinking, because... And I actually have a, a tattoo of an anchor that says Keep Sinking, because people get anchors that say, like, I refuse to sink, but anchors sink, so yeah, kind of lean into that a little bit hard. Uh,
0: that's kind of cool. <laughs> not,
2: not that there's anything wrong with Coldrex. What... And um, what what was the thinking behind Coldrex? Uh, just that we were like writing different kinds of songs, and we felt like we we also really hated the name Eli Whitney, the Sound Machine, Eli Whitney. I don't know how <laughs> okay, familiar you okay. are to American history. Kind of a bad dude. Uh, and b- b- both both yeah. in like what he did in big ways and in small ways. So we, we got, wanted to get away from that, and like no one like called us out on it or anything. But just as we got older, we're like can't really ignore that this is a very bar- very bad and terrible and offensive band name. So <laughs> uh, we wanted to get rid of that. Um, yeah. just yeah kind of wanted to start fresh some people were like nah like you put out some good albums you don't want to lose that people like you guys but we're like nah we wanted a fresh start And let me tell you it was great it's like it's like being a phoenix rising from the ashes like you leave all the old stuff you don't like you have like a new band name that you like you get to like just start again but you keep all like the skills and things you learn so it was definitely the right move have
1: have you i mean how did that kind of work in terms of transition in terms of fans and
2: Definitely got um, more of a following when we made the change, um, but like Facebook lets you change your page name one time, no questions asked, and we never <laughs> right. changed yeah. it.
1: Yeah, right. So we kept all the old.
2: <laughs> so we still had that. Yeah. So yeah, we, we just changed. We made a new one for our ska band that has like 20 likes now. Um, but we got to keep all the fans we built up on Facebook. We just changed our Twitter and Instagram yeah. names. I think Vizzy, um, like, because he could be a little particular, went through and like deleted a lot of old stuff if he didn't like like it or want it or he felt like it was confusing um okay yeah so we got to keep all of that uh, i think most of our like friends and fans knew i still get people sometimes who are like wait you guys used to be in eli whitney i'm like I, f- I feel like it's the same singers you know it's like the- but i guess people don't. it sounds different i guess
1: well um i guess we don't want to keep too much of a time but um uh yeah it's been been really nice chatting to you on here dude um i don't know if um you if there anyone any shout outs you want to give before we before we wrap up Ooh. Uh, yeah well we just
2: did uh metonica so if you go to the corex facebook page um you could find all these like we did like a, a, a hot ones parody called cold ones where me and Vizzy eat really spicy <laughs> cold spaghetti and ask each other questions we did one where we let anyone I like that that's um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun i got and i went to the yeah. store in williamsburg that has all like the hot sauces from the show hot ones so we got the last yeah, app yeah and everything yeah, yeah. it was crazy um oh, we also great, had yeah. like uh, a we had like yeah, we had like an email address. Anyone could email called Craig Needs a Tattoo where anyone could suggest a tattoo idea and then the band voted on it. And then I just got that tattoo without knowing what it is until it was f- like yeah. permanently on my body. So check that <laughs> stuff out. Um, yeah. Um, Answering Machine's going to put out an album next year. Keep an eye out for that. Um, also, I'll shout out Wasting Time Podcast. Thanks for reaching out to me. I was listening to the Tom oh, May one for course. the Men Singers. That was really cool. Oh, <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, I'm a huge Men Singers fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah,
0: I mean, you can you can kind of hear the influence. Yeah, they are.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we actually the the guy who makes our albums. He made the first men singers album, and, and he did the hold on to RGP, Jesse Cannon. Oh, right, oh cool. Jesse Cannon. did Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. He's all a producer.
0: Right. Oh, also, I saw the I saw
2: you threw us a like before, so I just want to say appreciate that. Oh yeah, of course. I can't believe I didn't like you sooner. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that.
0: <laughs> no, don't recently went.
1: Well, yeah. uh, I mean, let us know if you do make it over here next next year. Um, I I mean you. Is that just still a bit bit pie in the sky, or is that more confirmed than?
2: I'm definitely playing a show in Europe. It's not okay. in the UK. I think that's probably as much okay. as I could say for now. But I'll definitely announce it when it's all like official.
1: Are you, I mean, are you are you over here? Kind of just traveling in general, or or is it kind of purely
2: a, a bit of a, a kind of music trip? Um, like I'm gonna play a festival. Um, uh, but me and my girlfriend we're gonna hang out in Amsterdam for like a week. If any, if you have any suggestions, let me know.
1: Nice. It's been about ten years since when I went to Amsterdam. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, my my suggestions would probably be expired yeah.
0: now. The, the the one time I went to Amsterdam was to, um, and this was in two thousand and early two thousand and two, and I went to go and see. Do you remember the band Midtown?
2: Ah, uh, the name's familiar. I'm not they sure. were
0: Drive Drive Through Records band, but like they gotcha. were playing in Utrecht, which was local. that was my only experience of Amsterdam, but those were good times.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, some people have been like, oh, you're going to be bored if you're there for a week. And I'm like, that sounds great. I just want to hang out with my girlfriend for a week, have a chill time, and then maybe maybe play a music festival. Who knows? Maybe. Nice, man. We'll look out for that. All right, sounds good. Guys, thanks so much for having me.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah thanks thanks good luck so with everything this year, mate.
0: Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, we'd love it if you could subscribe to us uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether that's iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or any, anywhere like that um, also check us out on social media if you, if you just search for wasting time podcast on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook give us a like or a follow on any of those and also we love hearing from listeners as well so uh, feel free anytime to drop us an email at the wasting time podcast at gmail.com or obviously you can message us on social media as well but um, yeah we'll catch you next time to wait you to arrive